Southern Vanguard Radio, and this is DJ John Doe. And to the left of me is my man, Cappuccino. Man, my voice still oh, hoarse. Still from, a little crackly. Yeah, from that that night of lavishness we had recently, man. <laughs> I'm still high off of that night, man. This is Eddie Meeks, people, by the way. I need to get off on that tangent. Yeah, my voice still ain't right, man. Oh man, Meeks and I had a night in the lab. Uh, what I don't know what three or four nights ago. Yeah, or, something like well, that. I guess by the time this drops, I guess about a week ago. Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah, and we we went back to what I call um uh what did I say like Mike D's crib. Yeah. Oh not, my god. Not Mike D from the Beastie Boys, but I when I first moved to the Atlanta area, yeah. I uh, our actually, landlord. Yeah, Mike our, D. Land, our landlord <laughs> Mike D. One of, one of my good friends from way back actually. Uh, um. We were we were roomies in his condo, and and the and the studio was actually in his garage. Yep. And um, Mike D knows how to have fun. Yes. And uh, up until a certain time uh, at night. Exactly. So um, uh, we, we all we had some good times during my early days in uh, in Georgia yeah. in the in, in the early two thousands. So yes. anywho, it was one of those nights. One so of we got those some, nights. We got some new music on the way. Is a good thing. That's what we were working on actually. So Hell yeah. Anywho, yeah. this is Southern Vanguard Radio. If you're listening for the first time, for whatever reason, maybe you're a fan of the this the gentleman that we have on the phone with us tonight for the interview session. Maybe you heard about it from a friend or you saw it online. You're like, what the hell is this? Well, this is a few things. So every Tuesday, we drop a mix show. So 60 to 90 minutes. Oh, see, there's the little um, yeah. there's a the little um, uh, laser beam that I forgot yeah, to turn everybody's off. Everybody's ready. Uh, <laughs> on Tuesdays, we have a... Um, uh, uh, a mix show. Uh, Meeks and I just kind of pop shit. We're having a fun time, cutting it up. Uh, and then we have on Thursdays an interview session with you know pretty much just a, a who's who's, uh, who's who in hip hop. Yeah, MCs, DJs, uh, producers, uh, managers. Last week we had Peter Augustine from yep. the Augustine Agency of yep. Culturama and Female Fun Fame. Yeah. So um, you know, all, all around just kind of a good time. So make sure you watch out for that. First thing on Tuesdays and first thing on Thursdays, hitting you in the head two times a week. Yes. SoundCloud on Southern on Southern Vanguard at Southern Vanguard on iTunes, Mixcloud, Stitcher Radio. And SoundCloud, did I get that? iTunes? Yeah. Yeah, we got all Covered of Covered everything. So for some reason, you don't like the format that you're hearing this on. There's a ton of other formats that yep. you can pick from. You all can right? check out our affiliates, atlhiphop.com, Return of the Boom Bap Radio, WRBB, yeah. I Am Classic Hip Hop, Raw Radio, straight out of ATL, Soul Public Radio on the West Coast. And uh, I think that covers everything. Yeah, that's it. That's All it. Right. Yeah, man. So without any further ado, let's let's get down to biz, man. Meeks. Man, straight out of gentleman. Westfield, New Jersey. What? New Jeru. A nutritionist and a push-up specialist. <laughs> the big brother, Methuselah. Methuselah, what's up, my man? Peace, everybody. How y'all doing? Man, we good. Hey, young world. Yeah. The world is yours. <laughs> That's right. No doubt. Everything good, man? Everything is divine and right on time, man. It's a beautiful thing on how this universe works. Yes. When you start to become in tune with it. Yeah, man. And you're definitely doing that. I, I, I keep an eye on you at all times, man. Your uh, Some of your posts uh, 
uh, send me off to lunch early, man. Trying to uh, trying to get some nourishment because you <laughs> you be posting some marvelous shit on your pages, man. And I, I see what you're doing. We could start there um, if you want to, man. Just um, talk about being the founder of King's Apron. Can you tell the people about that a little bit? Yeah, well, King's Apron is basically, um, you know, it's like when you got somewhere to go. And while you go in there, you on that trip. Well, King's Apron is the destination. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for the last three years, we've been dealing with health, mainly because we see in my family, um, in the community that I'm from, um, and also all over the nation mm-hmm. when we go into the black community. We're dealing with these health issues. Right. We can take it right back to hip-hop, and we can say how it was spiced. How old was Jay Diller? Mm-hmm. How old was Sean Price? How old was Pumpkinhead? Right. That was some of the last ones. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, King's Apron is a situation where over the last three years, we were doing vegan outreach. We were going to shelters, feeding, you know, a plant-based diet, mm-hmm. trying to get people the vegetables, the, the uh, fruits, the grains mm-hmm. that really have those vitamins and minerals and nutrients in it, you know, because America's diet is so meat-heavy. Yes. So we're not telling people, you know, you got to go vegan. I'm happy to be a vegan after a long journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I started with dropping the pork, yeah. then dropping the beef, yeah. then, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so to where I'm down to, you know, no meat now. But our main focus is to make sure that people are eating right. Mm-hmm. And that's in their mind. So whatever you feel like eating right is, we just trying to help you get there safely. Okay. Give you some alternatives on how to do it. Because you might be like, well, I really do want to become vegetarian, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll show you how. We'll do a demonstration. We'll do a workshop. You know, we've done tons of presentations. And, um, you know, my grandmother used to be a caterer, and she raised me. So, okay. you know, I was in the kitchen at two and three years old watching this lady cook and cater for people all the time. Right. And, um, and like I said, it's just funny how the universe works because I never would have thought I was really going to become a chef. Mm-hmm. Never. But it just made sense. We're trying to help my people on the health and my grandmother instilling those virtues in me at such a young age. Right. It just kind of blossomed into, okay, so now you're a chef. So the name that we go by, you know, is King's Apron. But we do a lot of other things. We do garden installation. and Yeah, I was you know, going to ask you about that. You uh, yeah. you seem to be on the forefront of that urban gardening, uh, urban, urban gardening thing as well. Can you speak about that a little Say bit? Say it 10 times fast. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. <laughs> uh, no, I can't do it either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's your uh, no, what's your you know, what's your outlook on that? The thing is, okay, I'll break it down for you real quick. Mm-hmm. Coca Cola, right? Coca Cola. Yep. Yes, it's sir. A really big company. Everybody know what Coca Cola is, right? Corporate giant. Okay, so what do they sell? Poison. Sugar. Sugar poison. Okay, so high fructose right. corn syrup. Right. <laughs> you're both right, but I would say. You know, when we talk about agriculture, we're going to go into the sugar. The sugar is not, it has to be farmed, mm-hmm. right? So Lay's potato chips, you know, that's potatoes. Yeah. got to be farmed. 
you know, Doritos, tortilla chips. Everybody know, you know, these things we had as children, they, you know, forced for us these things. Doritos, you know, that's the corn, corn. you know, tortilla. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all of these snacks, even the chocolate, you know, that's the cacao, you yeah. know, the bean, you know what I'm saying, refined. So everything that we eat, if you get a hamburger, then that goes into the wheat, mm -hmm. you know. So you can't eat nothing without growing it. Same thing for the cattle and all of that. Now they have other diets that they put these cattle on. But before, you had to be a cattle farmer. And the thing now is like this rarity that you can like get grass-fed beef. It's right. like, well, beef cows are supposed to always eat grass. So what the <laughs> hell did y'all start feeding them? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but my whole point is everything kind of, the foundation is agriculture. You know, and and how we say it in our workshops and presentations is there is no culture without agriculture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Period. you yeah. know, it's just like it makes sense. I mean, you know, you I, I can't really be, be a chef or serve food or give food away mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that the food was grown. Yeah. Um. So I said, well, let me go ahead and go to the root then. You know, I said, break it all the way down to the last compound. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I could be a chef, but then I'm still kind of dependent on the farmer. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so let me go ahead and learn a little bit about the farming, you know, so that I, you know, could break it all the way down. And um, I'm humble, you know, so I appreciate, you know, you saying that I'm in the forefront. But there are big brothers, you know, like a Ross Kofi. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Char Charles Greenlee. Yeah. Um, I know Eugene uh, Alla, Dr. Taj, is, uh, she's big on it, too. Taj Anwar. Yeah. You know, I actually helped uh, install six of her uh, garden beds in her farm okay um you know what i'm saying but yeah she was doing it you know way before me and even helping her with that she taught me some things in that process and okay. you know she's still just rocking and i'm so proud of her man she, yeah she's you know, awesome what she's man. doing with yeah man she is really taking it to the next level nothing yes. but inspiration yeah um so yeah, you know that's the whole thing. It's just it is the foundation you know okay. no home can stand without the foundation you know no man can stand without the legs so, you know, I just figured that a chef, you know, other chefs, they rather go ahead and outsource to a market or to this, that, and the third. Yeah. But we are plant-based. You know what I'm saying? The, the the basis of our food does come from plant. Okay. So it just made sense for me to jump into it and um, learn as much as I can, but still focus on, you know, cuisine and culinary arts. Cool. Methuselah, what's your, um, what's your take on this kind of um, uh, renaissance or kind of resurgence of this farm-to-table um, kind of hype, or it just seems like there's a lot of it. Um, here, here, here lately. Um, I mean, it, it, is it a, is it a, um, it almost just seems it's kind of reaching a saturation point, like it's not even a unique thing anymore. Um, I it, think that goes into that marketing thing. You know, right. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the term of um, blue and red water in marketing. I have not. You I know? have not. Okay, so let's take 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds, real quick. Okay, so blue water is, let's say we went to the beach all together, and we had a tropical beach, you know, like let's say, I don't know, I've, I've never been to the tropics myself, mm -hmm. but, you know, I've, I've seen it, right? It's that clear blue water. It's yep. super clear, you know, you got these tropical fish, everybody's happy. Yeah. The people looking at the fish happy, the fish is happy. The red water is when the predator comes, you know? Uh. So, you know, the, the, the shark or the piranha or whatever comes mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden that blue water turns red from the fight. Yeah. So they, they call it blue red water effect in marketing because, you know, 
one person says, okay, we're going to do vegan burgers. Well, now McDonald's is like, hold on. We about to go out of business. We literally shut down 200 of our McDonald's this year. So we need to jump in on this bandwagon and make, so as they do that, they start to continuously make this water a little bit more red, Uh right? Because now they're jumping in it. But now Morningstar is jumping in it. Mm -hmm. And now Blah 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 is jumping in it. So I do agree. It's becoming like this, you know, but that's what it is in marketing. We could go to the tablets or the iPhones or whatever came out in the last 10 years. You never could see one company with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, as soon as somebody catch wind of it, I got to do it too because I see it's making money. Would you, you say, know? would so you, you say that, that um, going on? I'm sorry. You got a lot you, of that going on. Yeah. Would you, you know, say that, that, would you say that, mm-hmm. um, as far as nutrition is concerned and people jumping on the, on the bandwagon, uh, as far as, you know, marketing, you know, whether it be farm to table or, or good nutrition companies like, uh, like you mentioned, McDonald's and and maybe you can throw Chick Fil A in there or something like that. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Would you say? Well, that's the beautiful thing about it is you remember in hip hop it was like no biting allowed, right? Well, when you get into good nutrition, you kind of do want everybody to bite. You want everybody to <laughs> you bite. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good real. point. That's, okay. that's you know, real. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, you knocked it out the park with that one because you know it, it really you can't really get mad about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you've been wanting you know, them to so. do it the whole time. Like you know, stop with the stop with the McRibs and you know all of that, and and get some get some real food. And we know y'all are capable of, capable of doing it. Uh, company like. McDonald's represents billions of dollars um, because they've served billions, according to them. So why not, you know, improve on your product and just give the people the best you can give them? That's that's how I feel about that. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, it, 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 I think the, the, the truth will actually, you know, the, or the proof is in the pudding, really, in the next probably two to three years maybe even five years to see if it lasts. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm really curious about, like I mean, I, I thought it was pretty big when they started posting calorie counts on the menus. I mean, it's it's damn near everywhere now. You you see calorie counts and, you know, getting nutrition about the food you're going to eat, um, you know. is It won't die down, though, because at this point, when we really break down this whole situation, for instance, like just to raise one cow, I forgot the exact numbers. I have it in my research papers, but let's just say, you know, it's a lot, man. Let's just say it's like 5,000 gallons of water or something Mm. to like raise one cow. You know what I mean? So when we're looking at water shortages Mm. in like 15 of the world's major cities, like this is all the way from like Tokyo. It's not Tokyo, but you know, Japan or, you know, you go to India it's like literally you could Google it and just look at like water shortages, major cities world. And you'll see it's not being publicized, but we're going through water shortages right now. So even in California last summer, they were going through it. They had um, reserve tanks for certain people, you know? So the thing is we're using, we've never been really smart. We always think we've been smart, but we're the only, we're the only, um, creature um or being that pays to live hmm. right you know what i'm saying so how smart are we really like the, the dog he ain't paying nowhere to live Man. the cat 
Somebody just you know, said that. Yo, 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 yo. I, 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 the tiger, the gorilla, you know, yo, and we I, run around paying to live. You man. know what I'm saying? Not just to live in an apartment, but for the water, yeah. for the, you know, for certain people paying for air, you know, for the gas, for yeah. the electric, yeah. for the garbage. I mean, we literally pay to live, so we're not really that smart as we think we are. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's what's catching up now. So now we done said, oh, well, let's do this cow thing, but we didn't think about it. We didn't, we didn't evaluate the fact that how many cows are getting slaughtered, how many cows are getting raised, and then how much water is being used. Now, I could grow 20 times as more vegetables with the same amount of water that you used to raise the two cattle. Right. And the beautiful thing about that is the cattle are not self-sustainable, but the vegetables right. are. So right, if I right, grow right, a tomato, right. I could bust that tomato open, take the 70 seeds out of it, and grow 70 more tomato plants awesome. that will give me probably 700 more tomatoes. Right. Yeah. But if you had a cow, you would just get one more cow out of that. So mm. we ain't never been smart. You, you know gotta, what I'm saying? You, like, you got to have two cows to make one cow. <laughs> Not anymore. Not, Not anymore. anymore. Oh, no, you're right. They, oh, 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 yeah. they impregnate yeah, all of true. the cow that we eat and the dairy cow. Yeah, that's they true. impregnate all of these cows now. Yeah, that's true. So they're not even having sex anymore. No, you're right. You're right. Poor cows. I walked right into that one. (laughs) So uh, the crazy thing about that is that these cows are traumatized. So you're sticking a probe up the cow Mm. and you're shooting the semen up in there. And then you're branding the cow. You're pulling the calf away. The calf gets taken away from the mother cow. Um, Well, if it's a male, if, if, if the mother has a male, the cow is slaughtered right away. So that would be like, I guess, veal. Veal, That's what they absolutely. call that? Yeah. Yeah, right? when you have a baby calf. Yep. But if it's a female calf that's born, they'll take it away from the mother in about three days, and then they'll have that cow, you know, trained to be the next dairy cow. Mm. And then after they get enough milk out of it and it gets big enough, then they'll, you know, kill right. that cow for meat. Right. So we got to be really careful as men, too, that we're dealing with estrogen in the milk and estrogen in the meat. Mm. Right. And we've been eating this stuff forever. Right. And now you're seeing a surge of homosexuality. Because I know y'all brothers know from the, and then, you know, I'm just keeping it real. I know y'all know from the early 90s, it wasn't like it is today. It absolutely wasn't. You know, homosexuality wise, like, I'm not homophobic. I don't have anything against gay people at all, but I'm just keeping it real. So the meat that we're eating, it's starting to catch up to us. We're putting all of this estrogen in this meat. We got all of this estrogen in this milk. We're drinking the creamers in our coffee. We're drinking milkshakes. We're drinking smoothies. We got yogurt. All of this cheese, um, you know, butter. All of this stuff's dairy product, which is coming from right. a female cow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we got to be careful, you know, <laughs> as men, especially what we're putting in our bodies, you know, um, so, you know, it is but, what it is. I don't want to offend anyone who, you know, um, lives that lifestyle, you know. But at the same time, I do believe that some of these newer ones who are saying this is the lifestyle that I'm living, it's coming from what's in the food. Hmm. Wow. That's an interesting And, and when you put it that way, it I don't think anybody can take offense to that. That the, that the pesticide that is in the water, there are studies showing that the fish are switching sex right now. So it takes about three weeks for a fish to go from a male to a female or from a female to a male. This is from the pesticides 
that are being used that go into the water. So it's it's showing you right there yeah. that if these fish are switching sex and going from male to female or from female to male, and that we're eating this same stuff on a daily basis, and us stupid asses eat it five times a day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like how long will it take for you to start to change your sex? So, Methuselah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about a recent report that I saw, and I, I did not do... Um, I did not do what I would consider due diligent research on this, but I saw a report recently that addressed uh, um, the 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 impact of uh, genetically modified crops, mm-hmm. saying that um, they it was basically inconclusive that they couldn't really prove one way or another. Actually, I don't even think it was inconclusive. I think they said straight out that um, GMOs were not impacting the health of the world at large. Do you know what report I'm talking about? Did you did you see that or hear that? I didn't see this particular report, but this is something that has been talked about multiple times. Right. So I'm definitely hip to it. And um, <clears throat> I would say the first thing I would say is when you say they – who would you assume that they was? Right, well, right, said, exactly. They said. Right, right, exactly. And that, that's why <laughs> I said I... About I FDA? Right, are we yeah. talking about FDA? Right, yeah. Because when we start to get into the FDA and we start to get into these other things, then we have to trace it back. We have to say, okay, where did the FDA come from? Where did this come from? And then when we start to see where these things came from, then we'll start to understand that they've never had our well-being in interest anyway. From the get-go. Right? It was right. always about money. You're talking right. about FDA, that's the money. cousin to Big Pharma. Right. Right? So at the end of the day, we go back and say, well, really, who started Big Pharma? Then you could see that that was, um, oh, man, uh, uh, what is it? IG Farben. IG Farben was Hitler's homie who had created, what did they put in the water again? What was that? What did Hitler uh, put in the water again? What did he put in there? Fluoride? Uh, uh, fluoride. Yeah, fluoride. He put fluoride in the water to docile the minds of the Jews. So we can go back and see that some of these big pharmaceuticals like Bayer and things like that, they changed the name, just like Comcast and Xfinity are the same thing. People that don't pay attention, they wouldn't know that Xfinity was owned by Comcast. So as you start to pay attention to who owns what and where things come from, you see that Hitler's boys started the whole pharmaceutical thing. And then their boys started the whole FDA thing. So then when you say they said, I'm I'm thinking in my mind, so Hitler's son said, right, Hitler's yeah, grandson so, said. Right. Hitler, so, so, so as soon as I figure that out, I'm like, I don't believe that shit anyway. That's just how I look at it. Well, you know right, I mean? right. Because I right. try to get, yeah, you so, know, as close to it as, as, as possible. Um, but that's just the way I reason with things. You know, I just try to see what the origin is, where it came from. And then at that point, you know, if I can't figure it out, it's kind of like that's the deciding vote. So the fact that your homies or your offspring of Hitler, I don't really want to fuck with you. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you gotcha. know, like, I don't, you know, and so that's how I see it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so um, before I brought that up, I, like I should have been a little bit more prepared before I brought that up. I, I really didn't think we were kind of going to get off on this track, but I'm glad we did. So uh, National Academy of Sciences GMO report. 
So the question then is, you know, t- to your point, which which I completely agree with, is, you know, what what what's the, you know, when when you trace back, what does the National Ac- Academy of Sciences, you know, lead to? So anyway, I, I mean, this is on Forbes that I saw like last week, Meek. Mm-hmm. So I, I I haven't I haven't again I haven't done kind of the whole. They all was, in, they was, all in cahoots. They they are they are. Yeah. But I, I was actually really surprised to read the report because I it I think it's probably pretty much a no brainer that. It's it's bad biz all the way around. So. Yeah, yeah, I it's totally that. bad. I mean, it's, it's totally bad biz. But um, you know, we can get into it. But literally, it would take us an hour to discuss GMO. Sure, so sure, I just sure. Yeah, to yeah. Try to you know give my input on just how I see it, so others, you know, they can just at least begin to start to break it down mm-hmm. because a lot of us don't know. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you either want to believe or not. Well, it doesn't have to stop there. It could it could go to figuring out where this came from, and in the sense of, you know, not what article or what website, but like who started this shit. Right. You know what I mean. And then from there, it's like once again for me, that would be the deciding factors. And you know, it's like you're guilty by association, right? Mm, so right, yeah. maybe you are cool, and maybe you do care, but the fact that you're associated with somebody so cynical. And and, and 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 like a tyrant, you know, I'm really not fucking with you. Got you. So, Methuselah, what's what's kind of your um your, your I guess your goals for King's Apron right now? Like, you know, right now, and I guess over the next couple of years, is it really just about education, kind of overall? Or you guys have some goals that you set for yourself? Or yeah, we definitely have some goals. We wanna we wanna. The thing is, too, I've dealt with a lot of nonprofits, so we are going to uh, uh, finalize our status as nonprofit for King's Apron, and uh, we're in that process now. Um, it's just really a bunch of money, you know, when you start to deal with these systems right. and capitalism and all of that. It's just, you know, we'll give us $15, I mean $1,500, excuse me, so that you can say you're a nonprofit. Um, right. But, you know, so, that's a motherfucker, past, isn't it? You know, God damn. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's crazy. But, um, and then the crazy thing is, a for profit can pay less to become status. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's a word. You know, I'm hip hop. I'll make up a word quick. But, um, nah, we you will. know, to, to, <laughs> you know, status, that's not a word. But, um, it is you know, now. To, 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 it is now, right? Yeah. But to gain that status, a for-profit pays like almost 80% less than a non-profit to set up properly. Um, Amazing. And properly in the sense of you're new, so you can't do this by yourself. So you need a little outsource help, so you got to pay a little extra money plus the fees. You know, you're paying literally like 80% less to do for profit, and that's crazy because the nonprofit is for the community. The for profit is just trying to get some money. Right. So right. we actually yeah. are trying to help the community, but at the same time, we're going to have um, items. You know, some of them go on sale this week. We're going to have like herbal coffees where you can buy the actual bag of coffee. Yeah, yourself. I saw that. Yeah. But it's not coffee. Yeah, it's different herbs. We'll have like chicory root, which is roasted. See, the thing about coffee, too, you got to know the flavor comes from those beans being roasted. Mm -hmm. So once again, you break it down to that compound, you say, okay, well, you're getting the flavor from something roasted, so what if we took something else similar roasted that had better health qualities and gave it to you? Flavored it right, would you want it? Um, So we're coming out with some herbal coffee blends this week. We'll also have the coffee to where you could buy the bag, 
or we'll be vending throughout the city doing pop-ups and different um, festivals and things like that. And we'll have a stand where you can actually get like a vegan frappe, you know? So uh, I haven't... yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I love, you know, coffee, right? So yeah. it's just like, but now that I'm vegan, I can't do the milk. So everywhere I go, these frappes, Starbucks, they got, you know, um, the cow milk. And then yeah. if it's not, it's the soy milk, which is really not good for the body. Yeah. Um, so, but my whole key is just to make sure that we are, because once again, when you're doing a nonprofit, it's never you. It's a group. It's for the community. That's why I always start to say, I am making sure that we are. Um, learning how to make some money to survive and sustain ourselves without always needing government or state funds to run, right? Because a lot of nonprofits got to wait on the grant to come in to do the work, and then they're under all of these stipulations on what they can and cannot do because of the person giving the money is saying, you can only do this and you can only do this with my money. Um, So we want to be in a situation where we're raising some money Outside of that type of help, we're just having these products, we're vending, we're doing things like that, making a little bit of money Mm -hmm. so that we can go back into the community and do more workshops and things like that. Um, But it's also an umbrella of hip-hop health and wellness. So that is the campaign. On on, uh, April the 21st of this year, hip-hop inducted its 10th element, which was health and wellness. So over the last 42 years, 43 well, that's Zulu Nation, so hip-hop's one year under that. So for the last 41 years, going on 42 years, um, you know, hip-hop, is, you know, it's, it's been hip-hop, right? But, and we had all of these things, breaking, popping, locking, rapping, graffiti, aerosol writing, you know, if I'm going to start beatboxing, you know, then people started making up stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's right. just like, okay, I'm a street fashion designer now, right. you know what I'm saying? It's like a street fashion designer, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, like I'm hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? I could take something that's nothing and make something out of it, yeah. you know, so, and we came up with these nine elements, you know, but we never dealt with health and wellness. Mm, that's true. Over 42 years. And it's crazy that now we're seeing cats that are literally 42, 43, Mm. 45 dying. Yes. From health problems. So the key, too, to what we're doing with King's Apron is we're making sure that we're always pushing hip-hop health and wellness. Can we, um, any time in the near future, see a a vegan version of the Bong Bong Brownie? Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Thank and you. I actually figured something out today. I figured out because we could talk how we want. Yeah. I mean, okay. So cannabinoids um, and just like the strength of the cannabis, um, it, you know, it, it gets twice to almost 10 times, depending on if you do it right, stronger when you use coconut oil. Mm. Right. Okay. So do the research. Check it out. But I've always used other oils. I've never used coconut oil. Mm-hmm. So now that I found out this information, I think it was just today or yesterday I read this article. You use the coconut oil. The strength of the cannabis goes up. Bang! <laughs> so from now you really going to get a bong bong. So that's like really triples. Bong, bong, you know bong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you really going to get one now. That's so dope. It's all good. That's dope. Yo, Methuselah, yeah. I got a quick question for you. What's... um. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this correctly, but um, I mean, we hear about, um, you know, cannabis. We whatever, whatever you want to call it, we hear about that a lot, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But in in a 
for a vegan or for someone that is, let's even maybe generalize it a little bit more. What's your approach with alcohol? Um, the see, the thing is, right now, for me as a vegan, I stopped eating meat. It was for a couple reasons. First reason was spiritually. I did some research, and I I do really deep research. I sometimes stay up all night. People think I'm crazy, but I'm trying to figure this shit out because ain't nobody going to tell me. So I did my research, and I figured out that the consumption of blood lowers the level of spirituality and other capabilities outside of your physical realm. So motherfuckers want to get outside of body, be able to travel to the ethers and talk to their ancestors so they can know what the fuck to do because that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be in contact with the ancestors, with your lineages that came millions of years before you. They're supposed to guide you, but we don't lock them off. You know what I'm saying? Where we're not getting any type of messages, you know, from them at all. And it's just messing everything up right now, you know, but for me, you know, so that was the first reason is this to gain a higher level of spirituality, slow down on the consumption of blood. And then from there it was just stop. Um, right. You know, so just so you know that. So, but then past that, it goes into, you know, now that you get that far, it's like, so if you want to be more conscious, then you got to make sure you're building up your body so that the spirit that's in it could have a safe case. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because, you know, your soul is inside your body. So right. if you're breaking down your body, then motherfucker get to your soul quick. Yeah, mind, body, you and know, soul, right? Like, yep. That's right. Yep. So I do still drink a little bit, you know, I... I, my girl, I, I just had some drink with her the other night because she could still turn up. And I don't, <laughs> man, look, check it. I'm going I'm to keep it real with y'all, man. I ain't scared. You know, we both took showers. Like, she took a shower. I'm going to get all done up. I'm like, hold on. Ain't no way you going to do it like that. If I can't do it like that, I went up in the shower, took my shit. I'm like, what you want to do, girl? You know what I'm saying? Right. She like, hit this thing with me. I'm like, for real? All right, dad, I hit that shit. Got a stomach ache so bad, balled up on the couch, uh, went to sleep, and ain't do nothing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Man, uh, now, I did wake up the next morning. I did wake up the next morning sober and beat the brakes off of her <laughs> in a good way. You know what I'm saying? But, but my point, you know what I'm saying? But my, and, and she can vouch for this. But my point is, <laughs> you know, I stopped doing the alcohol a little bit, you know, because I knew it was breaking down my liver. You know, and the liver is, is really important because, you know, I tell everybody right now while I got a chance to say this. Everybody pay attention to your organs. These are key. And understand the functions of each one of them. So the brain, the lungs, the liver, the kidneys, you know, the heart. Those are the main, main ones, I guess, you know. But there are definitely, you know, a lot of them. You know, there's five and then 12. That's kind of how they go as far as they'll tell you about the five main. Then they'll go into the 12 main. And yep. then from there, there's even others. But the key to know, though, is that we get, like, hip-hop, a lot of us, this is real talk now, in hip-hop, a lot of us came to this culture because of problems, because we were traumatized by something or having a problem with something. Mm-hmm. So we came to the culture to self-medicate ourselves with this culture to get away from whatever reality was really there. Right? Yes. So this is trauma and stress that the hip-hoppers are dealing with, which is stored in the liver. See, when you understand your organs. So now if you're drinking and breaking down your liver and you're already traumatized and stressed breaking down your liver, then you die at 45. Right. 
because that was one of your five major organs. So when you understand that you can't live without, you got to have all five of those. Right. And you just broke yours down by keep drinking because you were already stressed. You already traumatized. You already lived in an impoverished neighborhood, you know? So for me, you know, I'm on the red wine right now. You know, I kind of slowed down on the liquor. I will have a shot every once in a while. Yeah. And I still burn a little Chiba, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, you know, not as much as I used to because I got to keep my lungs up. But right, the key right, too to know right. is that as you start to incorporate herbs and certain things in your diet, that as you break down a part of it, there's a way to build back up. Right. Okay. So I could chase out anything on my liver by drinking my herbal coffee because the chicory root, cleans out the liver. Right. See, the dandelion root would chase out all of these heavy metals that was in Flint. Remember that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they tried to check the bottled water that came for the reserves after that and all of that shit had lead in it too. Oh, man. It, well, all of that lead going to go into your liver, right? right but right. when you get into the herbs, so now you got dandelion root. And it's roasted, and you got some barley, and you got some chicory root, and you're drinking that as a coffee. So for the shot of liquor that you had last night or the three or four drinks that you had that broke down your liver, you get up, you drink some of this herbal blend coffee, and now that's going to help build back up your liver and chase those toxins right out your body. Gotcha. So that's the key to know that we can heal, restore and almost um, right. rejuvenate, you know, like, you know, right. the, 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 almost like the Benjamin Button effect, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Like, but the other way around, you know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, Got you. That's so. So, Methuselah, you, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned that you've been involved in a number of nonprofits. What are, what are some other nonprofits that you're involved in now or were involved in? Or you want to kind of level set us with what else you're doing kind of in that yeah, realm? Sure. Today? Initially, I started with, um, you remember the Occupy movement? Yes. Yes. Initially, there was a nonprofit here that started after the Occupy movement called Occupy Our Homes Atlanta that dealt with housing justice and gentrification. Oh, I've heard about um, this. So that, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really dope. And they fight for people's homes in Atlanta. Like, there's literally situations where you have a 90-year-old woman you know, by herself, she done raised her family, living in the West End somewhere, and they say, well, we about to build this shopping complex. Y'all got to go. We right. done brought the whole block, you know, right. whatever the case is. You know, this house is not, like, yeah. they done found the loophole in the contract where they can get the house from her, yada, 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 and they're putting her out. Yeah, we need, we need, a, we need a new really stadium. Nobody really, nobody really gives yeah. it. Like, when they built that stadium, oh, my goodness. That's Jeez. when I kind of started, right around that time. I seen the whole family get put out with nowhere to go, five and six people, children, and what happens is they end up in shelters, but the shelters only have a certain amount of beds. So mom ended up in shelter one, the daughter's with her, the father ended up in shelter two, the son's with him, the older two teenagers ended up in shelter three. So now the family's broken apart with no home trying to make it. Yeah, it's fucked up. I'm going to tell you, just, just, um, just working, just being step. downtown mm-hmm. on a daily basis and working in that area. And, you know, it's not a lot of times that I get over there near the stadium. But for every time that I've gone by where they're building the new, the new stadium and where the, the Georgia Dome still exists, that is the most idiotic shit I ever seen in my life. Like, mm-hmm. like it just makes no sense. The placement of it, um, 
you know, just just to know just what you were saying about how they moved and pushed people out, just to know how many people were affected by that and will continue to be affected by, you know, for lack of a better word, greed and stupidity. Um, it's just the most idiotic shit I ever seen in my life, man. It's crazy. That's right. It's crazy. That's right. Yeah, man. And also, um, it's a bunch of people I work with, but one of them, when we say hip hop, health and wellness, um, is the universal Zulu nation. Okay. You know, we were, um, um, a cha- well, I'm a chapter leader of past. So I'm a former chapter leader. Um, now let me stop remember, you right there because we were doing our research on you and I noticed the dates. Know. I noticed the dates, you know, and I already knew that because, you know, I was um, I was making my way towards UZN and um, I had to um, kind of uh, get some permission from you um, because I said if I ever join um, Universal Zulu Nation, uh, come to find out there's a chapter in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. I wanted to join there and I had to get um, I had to get permission from you to do that. But just looking, uh, looking at the dates for when you were affiliated and, and realizing that um, you just recently stepped down. Um, yeah, this was about uh, 30 days ago. Yeah. Can we, can, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's no problem. Yeah. I mean, I figured the people do want to know, so that's why I bring it up. Okay. Um, so the situation is, as everybody knows, you know, allegations about Africa Bambada. Mm-hmm. Sexual allegations dealing with, I'm going to keep it real because I don't even play. You t- Some people say um, sexual allegations. Well, definitely it will still be an allegation, but then past that, the description will go into whatever. But it's never, it's really rape, right? So you're talking about allegations about raping little boys who now are grown men, mm-hmm. literally the same age as like my father who finally had enough sense as one came out, the other came out, the other came out. The last time I checked, there were six that came out. Now, before we go too far, we got to keep it real and look at the Marcus Garvey movement. We got to look at um, Malcolm X. We got to look at even the New Abian Nation and Malachi York. And we see that COINTELPRO and these government agencies come in and they try to uh, break down these organizations that do build up the black communities. This is historically, it, I mean, it's public knowledge. You can yeah. Just, you know, do your research and everybody can find out. That That's how they the do it. The majority of any organization that ever started, even the Bob Marley thing, talking about he fucking had a foot infection. Get right. the fuck out of here. Mm. Right. He fucking hurt his toe playing soccer and died from a foot infection. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Do you know what he was doing when he around that time? He was. You know um, Look at the concerts. Look at the concerts yeah. that he was performing and stopping wars. Yeah. A hundred thousand people right. coming to see him, and they about the war, and he just fucking rocked this motherfucker for an hour. Yeah. And everybody kind of go home like I don't even want to fight no more. Yeah. Bringing uh opposing you know? political factions together to unite. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So. We got to put that out there right away. Absolutely. You know, and give him the benefit of the doubt that that is very fucking possible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as I have a child, I have two members in my chapter who had came to me after I talked to them. It was 22 members in um, the Zulu Gatekeepers Atlanta chapter, certified with cards, paperwork, you know, you know, card carrying members, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, 22. Um, so as I talked to, that's kind of me. 
So as I talked to everybody about the situation, two people told me that they were molested as a child. Okay. And shared mm-hmm. that with me as their big brother. Actually, they're older than me, but, you know, still. Right. Um, so when I seen that, and then actually we did a vote, too. You know, it was like, so what do you feel, member number one? Till we got the member number 22. How do everybody feel? Mm-hmm. So it ain't just me. It's like I said, this is community. It's never I. It's always we. Yes. You know, so after we went through the team and did the tally, it wasn't nobody feeling it. To where it's like, this is too much room for error, right? It's too much gray area. Mm-hmm. We can't see a lot of shit. Like, this could be this and this could be that, but we don't know what's what. Now, these two members have been traumatized by being dealt with on that level when they nobody had no right to take whatever they took from them. Right. Right. You know, sexually. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it just really hit home for us as a chapter in Atlanta to where we just said it would be better for us to step to the side, allow the Zulu Nation to handle their business, you know, allow Bambada to handle his business, and allow us to heal from what we've been through dealing with a situation that had nothing to deal with us. Like, mm. we didn't do this. People know what we do. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've we actually worked with 12 other nonprofits as a nonprofit in Atlanta in a one-year time span. We did about, because um, we stopped about two months ago, but, you know, we did about 62 workshops in about two years. Everything from resume writing mm. to a screamer, Kali, Brazilian stick fighting, you know, um, how to DJ, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Taj Anwar did a juicing workshop. I mean, we came together mm. and worked with each other's strengths. We're doing community strength assessment. Uh, what do you do, Meeks? What do you do? Um, when you ask me that, what, and, and what aspect? <laughs> I do a lot. I mean, what is your, well, name two of your passions, top two. Um, hip-hop, number one. Um, I, I would have to say songwriting number two. So I would say, could you do a hip hop songwriting workshop for us? I absolutely could. See, and that's how we do it. We, 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 we strength assess. We see who's who, who could do what. Right. And then we see that that's their passion. That's what they want to do. So we know that they can do it because okay. that, that's what they really want to do. Right. And these are gotcha. the top two. Right. And when you put them together and say hip hop songwriting, Man, you you know what I'm saying? You on cloud nine, you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're going to come out and teach these people hip-hop songwriting, and then they could you know learn that. So this is a technique. I'm just saying it because people do need to hear how we did actually organize and do as many workshops as we did for free and give back to our community. Okay. If people start to understand what their brother and sister do, then they would never really need for anything. Uh, my tire broke down, but Jabril, he's a mechanic. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, uh, my lungs hurt, but, you know, uh, Zoo's uncle was a respiratory therapist. Okay. Right, yep. You see Absolutely. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how we did it as an organization. We just figured out what everybody could do, what everybody's passion is, and then we went ahead and said, okay, we're going to donate our passion and our strengths to the community and come with these workshops and try to really give Atlanta something. Gotcha. Um, you know, so I know that's getting a little bit off of the track of the question, no, but it's I good. Know no, you good. That out there. But I do so, wanna um, I do wanna step back for a second. Now you you let's go mm-hmm. back to y'all going around the room with all twenty two members of uh uh the Atlanta chapter of uh, Zulu Nation. Was that in 
um, was that done to, well, skip all that. Is is the Atlanta chapter no more? Yeah, the Atlanta chapter is done. Like after wow. the tally oh. vote, it was it was it was literally it was it was because let's keep it real, okay? Let's keep it all the way real. So out of the twenty two members, there was five members that don't do shit. Okay, I should call them out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, I can say what the fuck I want to say, yeah. but um. You know, they don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So to, to, to me, as a chapter leader, you know, and, and, and going by the rules and the regulations of the Zulu Nation, they would be considered inactive. Because okay. you don't do shit. You don't pay no dues. You don't come to no workshops. You don't learn from your brothers and sisters. You don't teach your brothers and sisters. You just run around with a medallion and a card in your pocket mm. with a boner on talking about you know hip-hop. Mm, mm, mm. You know, and that's not what we about. We about teaching the culture to our people and empowering our community. Um, so we had five inactive members that came in just to get the medallion so they could have the neckwear. neckwear. Um, so then you, sub- so you you subtract those people. And then, so that was the real vote. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, okay, we're going to take them out, but they don't even count. And then, so everybody else was like, yo, really? This is not a good situation. Wow. And then you could get into a lot of stuff. Like, what is it? Um, is it the RICO Act? Yeah, I think it's the RICO Act, mm-hmm. where, you know, you know, that's like some cult shit. Yeah. You know, right? So it's like, okay, sexual allegations, 300 men were raped between 73 and 2016. Because we don't know, right? So say something like that came out, and now they say, okay, well... Let's get the Zulu Nation's database. Let's let's go, you know, because you know that's we got to get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got once you feds running up in that. Yeah. You can rape 300 little boys from 73 to this, that, and the third. Okay, so oh, yeah, get the database. Okay, so who's in the Atlanta chapter? Mm. Okay, so now we got to go visit these people. We got to ask every them one questions. Yeah. We got to do this. We got to do go. that. I said, you know, y'all are my brothers and sisters, right? So as a big brother. You know, I really want to make sure that we allow this situation to air itself out and nothing like that happens to my brothers and sisters. Right. So, you know, I had to voice that, you know, as just a chapter leader on how I felt. And then everybody heard what I said, and then they thought about how they felt. Everybody was like, I'm good for right now. I'll just be good. I'll keep doing hip-hop. I'm going to keep rapping. I'm going to keep DJing. We're going to keep doing stuff for the community, but I'm good right now. You know what I'm saying? Seeing as though Bambada yep. was pushed out, is there a possibility of um, uh, the Atlanta chapter coming back to glory, or is it just a done deal for right now? Well, as far as our chapter, it's a done deal. Okay. Um as far as my activity and like, you know, it took a long time to build up, but that was me. And then we got 22 card carrying members that had to go through application processes, mm-hmm. probationary periods. It's like for me to do that much work, put that much time and energy into something that's not a for-profit. So I'm not making no money. Yeah. You know, I don't have the, the capacity to rebuild it. Got you. You know, so me personally, and the most of my chapter understands that this would have never been built with him. You see, the truth is right. nobody understands, but when we go into the real details of the Zulu Nation, the Zulu Gatekeepers was the first and only Atlanta Zulu Nation chapter that was certified, that mm-hmm. has a certificate 
with the signature of the top three, you know, founders of the Zulu Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but mm. there have been other chapters that have come and said, you know, we're going to be a chapter. So they started talking about it. Like, yo, we are a chapter, with, but it's like they don't have no paperwork. They're not certified. Right. They just have a lot of spunk, a lot of, you know what I'm saying, spontaneity, um, a lot of charisma, mm-hmm. um, and they get online talking a whole lot. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So you'll see that, too, you know, and then that's confusing to people on what's really going on. Gotcha. Um, and so then my- because of that, you know what I'm saying, that makes it, that's another layer that makes it hard to really build something when you got some other people perpetrating as if they're part of the team that's really building the shit. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the capacity to keep dealing with that, and then let's just say stigma. So now as I promote Zulu Nation, and I say, okay, we're doing a workshop, well, how many people have seen the news and seen this and seen that who kind of like, you know, I got to kind of chill on that for right now because I got to know right. what happened first. Right, right, right. Right? So when you add all of these layers in, it adds a really high capacity that needs to be brought to the table to basically rebuild what we already did. And nobody really wants to do that at this point. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, you know, so we won't be a chapter anymore, but the key to know though, Zulu is, see, this is the fucked up part. And that's what I had to tell the OGs and everybody else is that first of all, it's not Zulu. It's really Amazulu. This is the South African saying. It goes back into the Shaka Zulu and all of that stuff. But the whole saying was they were people. So that's how Shaka Zulu got the Shaka and then the Zulu is that he was from the people that were the Amazulu. And that word means people of the heavens. Mm-hmm. They spoke a language called Isa Zulu, which was the language of the people from the heavens. So when we started to cut it down to Zulu, it became a hip hop moniker now. Like, oh, yeah, the Zulu, you know what I'm saying? That's like them boys that came from the Bronx River and started doing that hip-hop. Right. Mm-hmm. Not really. See, Bambada went over to Africa, and that's how he became in knowledge with that, you know, whole thing that I just said. And so he's like, oh, man, he's Amazulu. But then when he came back, I got to keep it real. It kind of got fucked up by him cutting the the the... um the ammo off of the Zulu because now you never understand the real definition of the word. Gotcha. Right? That's that paraphrasing and, and transliteration and all right, of that shit. Right. To where, you know, you, now you're thinking this is a hip-hop moniker when really it was talking about the people of the heaven. So the reason I say all of that is to say that we always going to be Amazulu. Mm-hmm. We always going to walk like the people of the heavens. We always going to do the work. So the fact that we don't rock under the name of Zulu Gatekeepers Universal Chapter of Atlanta yep. means nothing, because that was just really a whole bunch of storefront anyway gotcha. for what was really supposed to be being done, which was doing the work of the people of the heaven. It's still being done. Right, right. So, Methuselah, you know, did, did, so. Did, you get the, did you get the heads up that this was going to go down before the news broke, or did the news break and you guys were just blindsided? <laughs> I mean, to keep it real, it wasn't the type of heads up that we should have got. There should have been higher ups and emails coming down from um, regionals and things like that. And um, that's another layer that, you know, to be an organization, you got to be organized. Right. Right. But a lot of people just jump into things, wanting to do things with the passion, not knowing how to be organized. And now that organization doesn't run well. 
So you specifically so found whole, out so, how. So, so I did get word of it, though, because I'm connected enough with other chapter leaders in other states, and there were rumors under the table, you know, so right, okay. I kind of heard about it, you know what I'm saying, but it wasn't by the way I should have heard about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, so, so, what's your take on, uh, on Chris's, on KRS-One's kind of, I don't know, kind of public? Oh, man. Well, let's go for real because, oh, man, this is getting good. So um, the last thing I've seen, let's go with the last thing I've seen, Shan talking about Bambada might have touched KRS-One. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. So I'm, I'm yep, glad you went there. That's okay. the last thing I've seen. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, man, that just came out this week. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So Shan about to get beat down, first of all. That's about to be a beat down. <laughs> I don't think wow. Chris trying to rap no more. He already came with the rebuttal to the first song. I mean, the first little thing Shan did. Because what Shan did wasn't even a song just about three months ago. But then Keith came back. Well, I guess it was. And then Keith, I mean, uh, Chris came back with the, um, you got to excuse me. We've been talking about this brother Keith all day. But Chris came back with the rebuttal. Um, <laughs> and the, to me, the rebuttal was whack. It was just better than Shan. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like. This is almost like being in the Apache watching two whack rappers, but one is better than the other. I was really upset. Like, come on, this is fucking, this is crazy, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm still a hip-hop head, and I'm still a judge watching this hip-hop battle. So I'm like, Chris took it, you know, but you took it by just a little bit, and you being Chris, you supposed to take his head off. Yeah. You And I done ghost it for some cats, too. I can't say who, but... um. You know, I was just like, man, I wish I could have wrote something for your ass, but you was gonna come with that. You know that what I'm saying? Was, that was uh, and, you know, but, that was kind of like my take on it, yeah. and uh, and I was definitely gonna ask you about your your ghostwriting ventures, but you can't you can't really speak on that a whole lot, right? Nah, I'm gonna keep it real with you, bro. Like when I went up in the studio, man, they was trying to tell me. They said, "Look, I'm gonna tell you like this." You know what I'm saying? You know, there was a situation when a brother, you know, had he was walking around talking too much. You know, talking about he had wrote some lyrics for uh, Ghostface or something like that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, man, that dude don't even walk well no more. You know what I mean? Wow. Yo, you ready to get in the booth, son? That's how it came. So, I'm, you know, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, you know. Um, but, you know, so, so you got some hints right there. You got some hints right there, though. Okay. You know, I always keep it real, but, you know. And I am under contract as well. Gotcha. So it was like contract threat. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so where'd the where where'd the Chris thing come from, man? Like, did he just feel compelled to come out and talk about that, or I never saw the whole like, what, what? Why did that happen? Like, why did he feel he needed to come out and speak about that, or was it? Scott? Well. I think it's what the people want to hear. I mean, because let's keep it real. If we go back to the dates of the alleged, that was probably right around the time when Terrorist One was really in those shelters in the Bronx. And most of the males that were allegedly touched were less fortunate individuals living in impoverished situations in the Bronx like shelters. Because the predator comes for the weakest one. Sure. See? Yeah. So if we really pay attention to where Chris was at at that time, it would have some type of validity to run it under the telescope and see if this is possible. Because the others were very similar 
to what Chris was at that time. And you were in the Bronx, in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you're still working with Bambada to this day. So was it to keep it under the rug? Because at this time, I'm Chris. So I guess I need to stay closer to him now because if this ever gets out, both of our careers are done. Uh, that's mm-hmm. very true. That's a good point. I never thought that's about just, that. That's just, that's just theory. That's no, just no, theory. I know. And that's I know. Just me. I know. You know, and that's just me and my deep research mind. Again, you know, I said, I said, people think I'm crazy sometimes, but you know, that's not to say, you know, I could come, I'm Gemini. I could come with another theory on the flip side of that, which makes Shan look like he has no sense. Right. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but I think that's why he did it. Cause he was like, you know, it is possible. And, you know, I'm trying to market and, I really want to air um, Chris out. So, you know, I'm going to go. I mean, he already called his wife out. Yeah. Right. You know, he did that on, on a diss song, right? So right, now he's right. like, okay, so on top of that, yo, Bam about to touch me too, son. You know what I'm saying? Now what? That's like, Whoa. that's like somebody saying like, yo, mama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, if you want him to fight, yeah. you want, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, mama, nigga. Right. Yeah, I bet you he, I bet you he jumped in. Right, right. So I think that's part of what Shan was trying to do, too. Another layer. It's like, yo, I'm going to go there and make him jump. You know what I'm saying? Now, gotcha. I think at the same time, Shan might get knuckled down something serious. You keep talking too crazy, it might be knuckle city. You know what I'm saying? So, And I don't think, but he think, he think he can rock with him. He said it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really think he can rock with him. I think that's like when Cat Williams said that he could rock with, what's that boy's name? Um, Kevin Hart. Right. Yeah, he said he had knocked Kevin Hart out. I said, bro, you ain't, I don't really think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see that so. either. I mean, you we're talking about a so. dude that just got his ass whooped by a uh, 11 year old. That's yes, what I was ready to say. <laughs> Basically. And he said that about a month before that happened. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so he when was that asking happened, that. it was like, yeah. bro, you, everybody know you tripping, bro. We need yeah. to stop that. That was Come a on, layup. Man, right. that nigga choked, he choked you out so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was a layup right there. And having, he walked right into that ooh. motherfucker. And let me, let me just say, having toured with Chris, Shan don't want that, man. So uh, lay low, Shan. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen. That's why I'm like, I don't think you're going to get the rebuttal and the publicity. I think you're going to get knuckled down and be on World Star. So you might want to chill. That's crazy. But um, so Masu- I guess he's reaching. M- Methuselah, do you, do, so are there actually going to be, what, what's the latest? Are there charges against Bambada or what, what's, what's, what's going on? Is there an investigation? Well, like, is the DA that's involved? That's another thing, what? too. Is like, what do you call it? The the uh, limit of, uh, what do you call oh, it? Oh, statute of uh, limitations. That, right? Yep. So um, right now, it you know, they're trying to get it to where they're trying to literally get this law passed right now. Like they're doing a, a walk across the Brooklyn bridge like next week. Um, to you get to like, you know, as an action, as an organizer, we always do these actions. So, you know, they're doing an action to get this, uh, say it again. Statue of, of limitations. limitations. That's right. Statue of limitations. They're going to do a walk to get the statue of limitations taken down. Because that's the thing is like if these things happen, the ones that did come out so far, the alleged, um, it went back so far that it wouldn't hold up because of those statutes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, that's the thing right now with that situation. But once again, these are still alleged. But if that does get passed to where, you know, that doesn't matter no more, because I think what it is, is I think it's rape and murder are the only two. Okay. Rape and murder. And I don't know if that, it's like that's considered sexual molestation. So I, I think it has to be rape 
or murder. Um, and but they, oh, they about oh, to get that taken oh. down to where there will be other crimes on that list and not just rape and murder. So then sexual molestation will end up on the list. Mm-hmm. And then those legal things that you're talking about, yeah. he's going to have to deal with a whole bunch of court. Exactly. Wow. Oh, man, that's some deep Crazy. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. wild. Wow. Um, so, Methuselah, what are you, what are you kind of channel, channeling the energy that you um you you were putting into in the you know into the Zulu Nation into now? Are you just are you just putting more energy into like you know King's Apron or like well, what do you, what do you like you've shifted your focus or you you probably had to like what where, where are you pouring your energy into now? Um, I would say everything is the same as far as focus like the things that we're focusing on, but they just have different names now. So like you said, like, you know, King's Apron is doing a lot of the stuff that we would have been doing with the Zulu too. Right. Um, for, for instance, like the Zulu, we had a, a, a bi-monthly vegetarian potluck at our meetings. You right. know, and that was right. two years that you could come out, eat for free and finally experience vegetate, you know, um, you know, vegetarian lifestyle with some homies that's down with hip hop. So you eating with some DJs, MCs and B boys and mm-hmm. some yeah, Arizona writers. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um so now that we're not doing those meetings every month, you know, so now King's Apron will start to do something to fill that void. Um but at the same time we was always doing hip hop. You know, I was doing that ghostwriting stuff before I became Zulu. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right, I had right. went to Europe and performed before I did Zulu. I had won the one music fest right around the time that I became Zulu, but before we had um, got the chapter. Um, I, you know, all of the big things I did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it wasn't because of Zulu, you know what I mean? So, right. um, you know, we're focusing all of that same energy into those same areas, you know? And so one of the things is, like you said, hip-hop. You know, so I'm finishing up my album. We'll be doing an album release in um, Virginia on August the 27th at an event called the 14th Annual Happily Natural Day. And I'm going to be one of the first cats to really do this health hip-hop thing. I got to give it up to Stickman, RBG, and his movement. Um, But the way we're going to do it is we're going to come out with the boomboxes on stage, with the kale on stage, with the vegetables on stage. Uh I'm going to actually do a workshop show people how to cook a meal and then put the table to the side, tell the DJ to drop the beat and go into a set all at the same time. Nice. You know what I mean? So it is hip hop, health and wellness. Okay. Um, so just focusing on finishing that album and getting to April, uh, August the 27th. So we could do that. Cause this will be the first time that we ever really put everything under that one umbrella to say hip hop, health and wellness. Right. Um, so that's just my focus right now, you know, and then from there, just doing other events. I got booked to do a cook, you know, as a, a chef or a cater for a uh, Congolese wedding in September. And I'm booked as a chef doing a workshop in um, October. So we're really trying to get booked to uh, do more workshops, presentations. I have a book coming out called Seeds of Sangoma, which is hip hop's handbook to health and wellness. Um, and that'd be out like late winter. Um, so then from there, we want to get into the education system, start to go into these schools and kind of teach a little hip hop course, but still deal with the health and wellness. Cause the thing that everybody needs to know is say for instance, okay, so aluminum could get into the brain, mm-hmm. right? 
Now, aluminum can be found in food and also cookware. You can have aluminum pot. You can have aluminum foil. Yeah. Um, it gets into the brain. It deteriorates the brain. Oh, yeah. So as the MC that has to think of a cadence or think of a, um, uh, how am I going to say that right there? Yeah. You know, because the MC got to be very intricate, right? Right. So if we was to maybe get that aluminum out of the brain, because there's a way to do that, we could flush it out with some herbs. Okay. Okay. If we got that out of the brain, then would you be able to think quicker than your opponent on stage at a battle? Absolutely. Same mm -hmm. thing for the DJ. Same thing for the B-boy. So it's really important that we do let these hip hoppers know that as you build up your body and mind, you become the best B-boy MC, DJ, graph artist, whatever you wanted to be. Because now you have an edge. You have more leverage than your opponent. You're drinking on spring water, flushing out your system. He's drinking on Coca-Cola, clogging up his system. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you made that point because what people don't realize across the board, and this is, this is really, this really fucking <clears throat> grates my nerves in hip-hop, uh, commercial and very extremely popular hip-hop, but if people knew, if kids knew, if if, if the people that love the um, you know commercial and pop artists of today, if you will, knew what their regiment was like from a diet perspective, they they would never believe it, because the reality is is all of them are on a like an extremely strict diet, right? A lot of them are vegan or vegetarian. A lot of them are not That's drinking. Right? And a lot of them are not there. There, there's no drug use whatsoever. Like period. Like, but you know, in the meantime, that's all they're fucking rapping about, right? Exactly. Like, the shit is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I do I agree. Just, I do agree. I, I just don't get it, man. It is so crazy how distorted that 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 that. But Field that's the is. new end of the culture, though. That's the I new know. end of the culture. Because we did have, just to go back to Chris and give him some props, I mean, he was the first one to ever address the situation with the song Beef. Yes. He came at the whole cattle industry mm -hmm. with Beef, which was a very smart and, um, you know, uh, it was just like the best thing that an MC could do. And he did that. You know what I'm saying? So he could say that. You know what I'm saying? I did that. You know, all of y'all on that plant-based, this, that, and the third now, I was all the right. first MC to ever come up yeah. and tell you about the dangers of eating the beef, yep. which will make you want to resort to a plant-based diet. Yeah. That means, was, was, Chris um, eat, was Chris eating beef on uh, on tour, man? Hell no. I think... What was that tour like? Man, Every everywhere we went, um, his rider... First of all, the KRS-One rider is 12 pages of craziness <laughs> and and not in a bad way um everywhere we went there was i would have to say bushels of fruit um fruit juices uh really good good natural foods to eat and i know this because at the end of the night mellow and i instead of Spending the per diem we were given, we were you were bogarting the man. We was taking that, yeah, because Chris, Chris just wanted it provided. It wasn't necessary. Right, right, like right. he would dabble in it, you know, while we were there. But after the show, he was done with it. Right. So then you just got this stuff sitting up. Yeah, you were taking. Man, Mello ain't spent a dime, man. We had we, and and his road manager was on that, and we would just, you know, we would house everything, yeah. and and that's how we survived out there. 
but he also made sure there was a there was a book of knowledge, at least one book of knowledge backstage. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't hear these stories. Yeah, that this was is dope. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing, man. And, and Chris and Simone really looked out for us. So uh, yeah, Chris Chris definitely did that, man. And he, you know, I guess he he had a bit of a misstep with his statements uh, regarding Bambada. But when you look at his full body of work. I mean, it's fucking Blastmaster Karis one man. I mean, exactly. I, I think he's allowed one or two maybe missteps <laughs> at some point. You know what I mean? You know, hey, it, it is what it is, man. Manu- yeah. Methuselah, I think we, we held you long enough, bro. What I want you to do, man, to end this off properly, man, is number one, shout out some of the um, the farms that the people here in the metro area can go and support. Oh, yeah, and, um, and number two, um, please tell... The people where they can go get this album um, that you you drop in August twenty seventh. Okay. So, um, well, one thing I got to do too, though, mm-hmm. is I didn't do this the whole time. Um, shout out to Maureen Yancey, my Dukes, Tony Smith of the Jay Diller Foundation. Okay. We're supposed to be having a phone call this week about doing more youth programming in Atlanta because you asked about the nonprofits earlier. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to talk about too much, you know, but we are about to do more. We did do the Jay Diller first annual beat battle. We're about to do the second annual and we're trying to do more stuff for the youth in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought I'm glad Jay you brought Diller that Foundation. up. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up uh, that up actually. So how was how was that beat battle? You brought uh Planet Asia came into town and I wasn't able to come yeah, out, Yeah, man, but... that was that was super super dope, man. Like Yeah. Um, it was super, super dope. Like, I mean, people couldn't believe it. DJ Roster Root, he couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like his, I think his father had passed that day or the day before that too. So he was mm. really down about that. And, um, so he came uh, there and he was like the energy, he was like the energy in this room right now is just giving me life right now, bro. And he was like, I appreciate the fact that it's just, it's still things going on in the community. You know what I'm saying? That excuse me, that I'm actually a part of. I mean, he was just the most genuine. And, you know, he's like manager for Fife and like toured all over the world to see a man so humble, you know. So, you know, he put the cap on it to let me know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not just saying, you know, it's like Big Brother Roster Root that gave me the pound. Like, yo, bro, this is the thing right here. You know? Um, So, Methuselah, what's your connection to the Yancey family? Hmm? What's your connection to the, the Yancey family? Well, the main way we got connected is I did, um, I got offered to do, um, a beat battle out in DC. It was, uh, some brothers throwing a beat battle out there. I, I, I hate the fact that I can't remember the promoter's name right now, but, um, his name is DJ Olo. So shout out to DJ Olo. I can't remember his company name, but they had me come out and do a beat battle out there and perform at the beat battle. But, um, and it also to perform, it was crazy because it was like I was performing at the beat battle and then the beat battle was at a TV station. So I was at the TV station being recorded by the TV crew. So the beat battle got aired in like the DMV area. Um, and then everybody there got to see me live like a regular show too. And then they had me judge. So um, my dukes was on the judging panel and her husband, Tony Smith, was on the judging panel. And we just got a chance to build. And then the next night, they had an after party, so they had me perform and do a set. Because the first night, it was really performing for the uh, TV show. 
So the next night they had me do a set where there were like other performers and it was like a real concert. And I smashed that shit. And my dude uh-huh. was in the front row, like, yo, you killed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's build. I was like, no doubt. I said, yo, you got time to do an interview tomorrow? She said, yeah. So that was just, I've seen her day one. Then we was together day two at the after party. Day three, we did the interview. And she said, after the, after the interview, she said, you know, those questions that you asked, they were like the best questions that I've been asked all year. Mm-hmm. You know, so then mm-hmm. from that point, it was just like we had this bond. And then from there, it was like her husband saying, you want to you wanna do something in Atlanta soon? I'm like, you know, I'm with it, man. I was doing uh-huh. the Dilla walks, walking for Dilla back in the day when right. Dilla started that stuff. Right. I'm all the way down. And, um, you know, so that's what it is. And we just been rocking since. Okay. But I knew them from back in the day from when they were doing the Dilla Walks here. We just didn't have a rapport doing hip-hop. It was just Methuselah right. coming out to walk with the crew for Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that was a layer to say that, like, he is genuine. I seen his brother walking for my son eight years ago, and now I'm seeing him today rock this stage and talk to me. Let's work with him. Right. And just to be clear, you are the youth and family program director for the James DeWitt Yancey Foundation, correct? In Atlanta, correct. Yes, okay. There are definitely other programmers, like, you know, my big sister in Detroit, her name's Piper Carter. Uh, she does the Detroit area. And there are, you know, a couple other states that have, um, you know, program directors. Okay. Cool. So so the so the second beat battle's coming up this summer? Well, to keep it real, we were just on a health, um, a hip-hop health and wellness tour, and we had it slated for April 25th. Um, but oh, okay. I had to go out of town to, to, to do the, you know, the dates for the hip hop. And, you know, we were with Stickman and Sawak and, um, DJ Kavum, uh, from the West Coast, Alcamea. She's like a hip hop DJ slash raw foodist. Um, but we did a little tour with them and, you know, it was like, okay, well, we got more dates on the tour than doing the one beat battle date. So we had like our five booked and everything. Like we had started doing the flyer. And then the tour came about, and I asked her. She was like, yeah, you know, it's definitely smarter to do more dates than one. So you go ahead and knock that tour out and then call me. That's why I said I got to talk to her this week. She said, call me when you get done, and then we'll figure out when we're going to do it. All right. So we can look out for that this summer so, then. Dope. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming. It could be as late as September. We definitely don't want to do October with A3C, and we probably don't want to push it back after that. So, right. you know, definitely you should see something by September. Yeah, kick off, kick off the school and that year. Would still, yeah. And that would still be, that would still be the, the Jay Dilla Beat Battle second annual, as well as the Methuselah album release in Atlanta. There you nice. go. All right. Perfect, though. On the, 27th, on the 27th, we'll be doing it in VA. Okay. So All we'll right, be doing dope. the Atlanta date when we do the Beat Battle. All right. Cool. Dope, man. That's what's up. All right, well, Methuselah, thank you, brother. We really appreciate it. Man. Oh, it's all good, man. I appreciate y'all. Man, that's what's up. So where can they go to find out about you? Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram? uh, What's Ground Zero for everyone? Okay. Yeah, everything you said under Methuselah. So the spelling would be M-E-T-H-U-Z-U-L-A-H. Gotcha. Methuselah. And you can find that everywhere. All right. right. Dope. All right. Well, Meeks. What's up, man? It's another one. 
Hey man, this this is you this know, is what we're doing. You know, it's funny because we um twice we, a week we we um we had uh, we had Peter on Peter Augustine on last week. Mm-hmm. We had an extensive discussion about his um his bout with uh, kidney failure, renal failure. Yep, yep. And we're just kind of continuing on. It is. With, that's kind of bugged out. I just now thought about that. Yeah, and and we're gonna bug oh, some people man, out again this week. Chills. You just gave me chills. You just gave me chills because the first thing I wanted to say is, did you tell him about the chicory root? Nah, we no, didn't. we did not. We did not. But um, but but you know, but he's the dandelion um, root. Yeah, he's you know, because I just want to know that when somebody is going through a situation that maybe maybe the doctor didn't tell him about that other alternative. I'm pretty sure they didn't, but. Um, Peter, um, and he, he stated in the interview, and if you get a chance, go back and check that interview out, but he stated in the I interview will. that he's at a point in his life right now where he's definitely on top of his diet, his diet and, uh, and very mindful of what he puts into his body now yeah, as we, a result of going through that process. So yeah, we yeah. got to connect y'all together. That's right. Yeah. yeah we we got to connect y'all together. Absolutely. Yeah. It will be, it will be a real good and major sure. shout outs to y'all too. Major shout outs to y'all because when y'all started the show, it was the first time I ever heard personalities really big up other people doing what they do before they said what they had to say. Mm. So that's mm. like, saying a lot about y'all that y'all really do care and you're showing love and you're trying to collab and make it a community and you know nationwide effort well so that's real it's a you gift don't see it's a, a gift and, and a curse man about y'all. man we appreciate you it's a gift and a yep. curse man but somebody got to do it you know what i mean so why not us you know um, yeah look don't get it twisted there's no doubt we are doing this absolutely 110 percent for the love there is no fucking doubt about that there are no ulterior motives or agendas not at all or anything going on with this motherfucker in any capacity yeah so <laughs> you better believe that yeah, trust it's, me it's raw uncut dope yeah man. absolutely so, so thank got. you Methuselah. We, man we, we, we appreciate we really you, man. appreciate that yep thank no, you no bullshit thank you man we lose them. Uh, I don't know. Did we? I think we did. I think we all did. Right, so, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that's the way you wrap it up. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, Methuselah, thank you, brother. Yep. Meeks, uh, I think the, uh, an offshoot of uh, this podcast is going to have to be a health and wellness podcast. Hey, man. Um, fuck around, man. That that might be our way. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, just send the Peabody Awards. <laughs> This way, um, because I think we're tapping into a whole yeah. nother. We on some old other shit right now, Ooh, and I, I love it, man. Well, I love it. Dope. I hope y'all enjoying it as much as we yes, are. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Southern Vanguard Radio, DJ John Doe. Cappuccino Meeks. Southern Vanguard, at Southern Vanguard on iTunes, Mixcloud, Stitcher Radio, uh, SoundCloud. Share it, like it, follow it, subscribe it mm. every Tuesday, every Thursday. Tell everyone you know, please. Yes. All right. All right. We love y'all. We'll be back. No doubt. Peace. Peace.